You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. Mother Earth is pregnant for the third time, for y'all have knocked her up. I have tasted the maggots in the mind of the universe. I was not offended, for I knew I had to rise above it all or drown in my own shit. For this episode, we'll be talking about Funkadelic Maggot Brain. In the room, I have Rob. Hello. Ben. Hello. And John. Yes. Maggot Brain is the third studio album by the American funk band Funkadelic, uh, released on July 12th, 1971 on Westbound Records. The producer was George Clinton, and the genre is funk rock and psychedelic rock. And from All Music Review, Ned Raggett, it starts with a crackle of feedback shooting from the speaker to speaker and a voice intonating... Mother Earth is pregnant for the third time, for y'all have knocked her up. And talking about rising above it all or drowning in my own shit, this could have only been utterly bizarre back in 1971, and it's no less decades later. Though the mother- mothership was well on its way already, Megabrain really helped to take it off. The instrumental title track is the key reason to listen, specifically for Eddie Hazel's lengthy, mind-melting solo. George Clinton famously told Hazel to play like your mama had just died. And the resulting evocation of melancholy and sorrow doesn't merely rival Jimi Hendrix's word, but arguably bests a lot of it. Accompanied by another softer guitar figure providing gentle rhythm for a piece, the end result is simply fantastic. An emotional apocalypse of sound. Maggot Brain is bookended by another long number, Wars of Armageddon, a full-on jam from the band looping in Freedom Chants, and airport departure announcements to the freakout, in between our number of short pieces, finding the collective merrily cooking up some funky stew of the slow and smoky variety. All right, what do we think of Funkadelic Maggot Brain? I like Funkadelic Maggot Brain. I do too. This album is dope. This this like <laughs> this like transitions takes everything that Sly was doing and just ramps it up. Mm-hmm. It's like the you know the rockers seeing Elvis and then just just be like I want that but I want to just take it to the next level like into outer space essentially heck yeah 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 they definitely get real 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 funky with it and real real strange with it um I'd say that probably for most of the album like almost all of it I'm I'm right on board with it uh Wars of Armageddon the closer is a little uh it's real strange I don't always make it all the way through Wars of Armageddon. Yeah, yeah I appreciate pieces of Wars of Armageddon. <laughs> yeah. I think it dra- drags on a bit. 
I could well, see it, that. Well, it's aptly titled. It's just, it's a full on freakout. Yeah, end, you know, <laughs> and good on them. I, I'm just not always in the mood for the full on freakout when I'm in the mood for some of the other material that's on this album. Yeah, it seems like bands. <laughs> I've kind of noticed some bands from Detroit, including MC5, and just some of those like Motown. Uh, they they do tend to have like one song that's just like this is like Stooges. Yeah, yeah. It's just like freak out. Like this song, it's everyone a town. Yeah, everyone, <laughs> everyone's going to lose their minds. I said, give them something freaky. <laughs> But yeah, I, I'm I'm the same way. Uh, a bit of a, you know, not a dud, but a, a bit of a a big come down after yeah. after such a strong album. Yeah, for it to be the closer, it it takes a, it's a, it's not a hard left. I mean, you knew they were gonna get weird and freaky on the whole album, but yeah. they just sort of cook it down till it's it's a little too freaky. Yeah, <laughs> to be listened to as a song. Yeah, I think it is. Uh, it, when you said it bookended with Maggot Brain, I hadn't really thought about it like that before. And, you know, they're not necessarily sister songs, but they r- do really serve as bookends for the material. Well, I, I think it's pretty interesting, too, to start with such a stark, like, nine-minute guitar solo. Mm-hmm. You have, jam- like, you have funky jams, groovy jams, like, in here. They could have started with any of these. Hit it and quit it. Can you get to that? Like, they could have started with any of those and drawn the, the listener in immediately. But I think what they wanted to do is they wanted to, like, they wanted to be more prestigious. Mm-hmm. They wanted to to set the tone of what they were going for at the time. That's true. And if, also, if, if you stick Maggot Brain anywhere else in the album, it's just slamming on the brakes of That's whatever momentum you're building. Yeah. And, and Maggot Brain, the track, is... Amazing. I love it. I mean, mm-hmm. I had never really heard Eddie Hazel before uh, that track, and he's incredible. Uh, I, I read somewhere that he did it in one take. Yeah. <laughs> and that, I guess, originally they played it as, like, a full band jam, and in the mix down, uh, Clinton just kept taking out and taking out the other band members. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so. they were playing along. <laughs> and he's like, nope, not that, not that. Yeah. Just nice, stark, clean amazing guitar. That solo is cited by Dean Ween as a solo he most frequently rips. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. Right? There's something about it. It's not all over the place. It It's repetitive, but at the same time, it's like, it's clean. There's plenty of material to rip from. And there's, yeah, a lot of material. For sure. And then we get to, can you get to that? <laughs> and that is just a delight. I like, we're listening to it right now. I really like this song. <laughs> yeah, it's got a really funky groove. And then like the, 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 vocals. the vocals when you have the, the high. I yeah, I don't know the which one of the uh, band members is doing the low end. But. Dude, there's like eight folks in this band that only sing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they need all eight. Yeah. That song, do you know where it ended up uh, getting snatched to great effect? Can uh, you get to that? Where? Tell me. So, uh... Y'all youth Sleigh Bells Sleigh Bells in the song Real Real ripped yep. that yep. Uh, oh. riff and then I think Real Real got maybe put into a phone ad or something it's one of Sleigh Bells bigger songs yeah but it's would. a it's a funky riff yeah yeah so it makes sense and I'm glad that they stole it and brought it to the light again yeah absolutely I mean if you're gonna if you're gonna take music from anybody Funkadelic Parliament is like mm-hmm. 
they got plenty of material and plenty of awesome riffs, plenty I, of good funk, funky beats. I also I, I love the whole like sister band concept of Funkadelic and Parliament, and that it's most of the same folks. I, I, I just think that both those bands exist, and there's so much overlap in the Venn diagram, and they both release their own albums that are like slightly different flavors of of funk. But then when they tour, it's just. It's just all those guys playing all that stuff. I, I, just, I, I, I like that. It's cool. I, I can't think of any other group of musicians that kind of operates in that way. Yeah, not really. Right? <laughs> a band that tours with its other self that is also itself. The, a band that feels it needs to be two bands. <laughs> There's a lot of band here. Well, it's, and not like in a Chris Gaines way. No. Right, that's what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's no, no Hannah Montana action. <laughs> The funkadelic stuff is more like psychedelic guitar driven, and the the Parliament stuff is, if you could consider anything like more traditional funk, because it's not traditional. It, it, it's it's still freaky, but like compared to like the funkadelic stuff, it's more traditional funk stylings. Yeah, I had kind of forgotten because it's so easy just to to uh, equate con- connect equate the two mm-hmm. that I had kind of forgotten that funkadelic when I was listening again I was like oh right there's no horns on this there's no uh, all those instruments that you associate with like a big band there's no trumpet or like three keyboard players or xylophone or anything you know it's yeah. it's like it's a little more reined in which I actually kind of like I like a little more I don't know what you could say like a tighter knit group. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time, sometimes when it gets out of there, it gets out of the spectrum. It, it's like so many people playing so many different parts, and it's it's a bit. Uh, you don't let to you don't get to let people like uh, like Eddie Hazel like shine. Yeah, like you. Uh, this I can really concentrate on every single aspect that's going on, and and really appreciate it. George Clinton just keeps on adding to this stable of funk musicians that he wants to use all of all the time. Like he he uh, he absorbs a good portion of James Brown's JBs. Like he like the horny horns are from James Brown's band. I, I, Bootsy, well, Bootsy Collins. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I had heard some a lot of his band like left after this. Mm-hmm. They had some some problems with drugs and well, and uh, finances and stuff. Out. I, I mean, finances. Eddie Hazel got arrested, right? Uh, yeah, I believe so. He like attacked someone on a bus or something. Yes. Tiki, uh, is it Foolwood? I think so. Yeah. And Tall Ross reportedly got into an acid eating contest. <laughs> that is not a good contest. Oh. <laughs> Whose who terrible who, idea who was that? <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, no. And then he, apparently, during that, he snorted some what's called raw speed and just flipped out. No. Tiki or 
No, that was Tall, uh, tall, tall Ross. Tall Ross. Yeah. Tall Ross. <laughs> of the yes. Tall Rosses. Yes, they are a proud people. Yes. Did he ever... A hearty bunch. Did he ever freak back in, or is he just per- permanently freaked out? <laughs> I think he freaked back in. <laughs> okay. Nobody but, ever talks about freaking back in. <laughs> <laughs> you gather your shit back in. <laughs> I mean, Anita Baker's, or... Uh, oh, yeah. You know... Yeah. She's freaking back in, She's right? freaking back in. Yeah. yeah. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> it's good jogging music. I found is, out is that this right? Morning. Yeah. <laughs> it, like, once you, uh, if you skip past Maggot Brain and like the, the tempo wise, it's, fun, mm. it's perfect for, uh, for, it's for got the right keep, keeping a nice BPM jog. BPM. Yes. A... That's true. Yeah. We haven't really talked about like sort of that party record where keeping the party going. Yeah. And this really does have a. That sort of a uh, what is that effect we're hearing right now? We're listening well, to hit a, it and quit it, and you know, is, it, the, is no. it a super quick delay that he uh, has on the yeah on the you is and, it on the kick you or is it on the bass? Like, is it on the bass guitar or is it on the kick? Well, isn't both maybe? I thought, what, I thought it was on the snare. What we're listening to you right what? now, I think, is everything. I think uh, maybe the whole kit. Yeah, you and your folks, me and my folks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. is that where? Yeah, that's yeah, what we're yeah. listening to. And it's got kind of that slinky like maraca, and then there's a what's the effect? It's like a very quick delay on the on the on the on the bass. The, it, yeah, it almost sounds like it buzzes, but like in a pleasant way. Uh, yeah. I see. Yeah, yeah. So funky. Like it's in like a <laughs> so like funky. a dented tin can or something. Yeah. You know. <laughs> a while ago, uh, Ben, you actually uh, going to your bachelor party. You pointed out like that Funkadelic is it, it's like the chocolate in my peanut butter scenario where it's it, the name is stupid, but when you listen to it, it's like hmm. oh shit, it is just. Funk and psychedelic <laughs> immediately merge. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, very apt name. Yeah, <laughs> not clever. No. Just, just precise. I'll tell you what is clever though is the uh, is the album cover. Oh, mm. dude, that oh, album. Man. And Funkadelic has I a lot of bad album they covers. They do, but this one's great. This is a really good one. Yeah, it's got that, I remember that. seeing it like the first time, and I was like, "What is going on? Right? What is that?" I, it's creepy, you know. It, it, it's a, a Afroed woman with just her head sticking out of the dirt. I don't know if it's supposed to be a grave. I guess technically it is because she's in it. Yeah. Uh, but her head sticking out of the dirt, and she's like screaming. Yeah. It's cool. I think the back cover is her skull or a skull, not her skull. Yeah. You know, because she's alive and she's yeah. a model. <laughs> <laughs> Man, do you hear? Do you hear uh, what the the inspiration of the title Maggot Brain came from? I heard it's like rumored. Okay, but a, go a, ahead. Alleged, yeah. I, well, but this uh, did this event actually happen? Nobody knows. Uh, George George Clinton famously uh, told someone about it, but no one ever knew if that it was true or if if so it, it was kind of a, it, a story. Possibly referring to George Clinton finding his brother's decomposed body in a Chicago hotel, uh, Chicago apartment with uh, his skull cracked. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's that's pretty brutal. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I I had not heard that part of the story. Well, I mean, is it true that his brother died? That's what I'm and, wondering. I mean, I don't know any of the facts behind his family at all, but I thought uh, across the whole album, the use of the organ was was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, because so. sometimes you can get a little too much organ, and then it throws everything off. But no, they used it just enough. I agree. Rob, uh, what do you think of uh, in, uh, the second to last track, "Back in Our Minds"? That uh, that vibratone riff, 
I've never heard someone play like it's it's a riff. Like he's getting like yeah a melody out of that percussive instrument. Are you guys familiar with the vibratone? Yeah, tell me again which one that is. That's the. So it's like a it's like a metal like a hard metal wire handle, and it's attached to a thin piece of like sheet aluminum or steel, and it's bent back over, uh, and and you hold down the end of it with your thumb. So you're putting tension on this bent piece of metal that's attached to the far end of the handle, and then it's got a, you've got another flexible strip of metal coming off with a with a little wooden or hard plastic bead and you, you can swing your arm and that bead's whacking the thing and you can move ah. your thumb and it plays like tremolo and pitch band like yeah. and usually it just sounds like but these dudes are like they're getting a melody of like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's the next song that we'll hear I'll, I'll point it out nice it's, it's cool I haven't heard that instrument used like that is that before. the one where it's just popping like left and right ears I didn't have my headphones on, so okay. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I think okay. it, I yeah. think and, it does on stereo. And I don't know if it's back and forth. Eddie Bongo Brown on all the percussive instruments. He's on some of them. <laughs> oh, is he? Yeah, and so I mean, the, the again, just mastery of the instruments across this album. Like the percussion is killer. Eddie Hazel's guitar is incredible. Yeah, like it's just everybody who's on the tracks are 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 putting their their best work out. Yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah, it kind of, it disappointed me after I read that a lot of the members like left because this seemed like a, such a solid, like this was a solid group. Not to say that the later albums aren't, aren't going to be good, but right. it seemed like they had a, like a, I don't know, sort of like bottled some lightning yeah. with, with this album. They had a good voice. Yeah. Like there was a... And yeah, it is a bummer that they left. On the other side of that coin, they were replaced by... Bootsy Collins, and, and I don't know who replaced, I forget the name of the guy that replaced Eddie Hazel. Uh, they were replaced by fucking talent. But yeah, yeah it, it's a, it, it is a bummer. song that we're hearing right now is yeah back in our minds uh back in yeah our minds uh i'm 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 ordering one of these <laughs> and that's a vibraphone i'm gonna play lead vibraphone <laughs> or no no vibratone because vibraphone is a mallet instrument okay yeah this yeah. is the vibratone where you bend the and the vibra slap is the one that sounds like a rattlesnake that yeah, yeah yeah and this is a vibratone a lot of vibras yeah. in, in percussion yeah now Imagine this, that. A lot of things vibrate. I feel like <laughs> this has made a comeback with a couple recent like rap like songs, right? Well, I think they might. I don't know if they actually use a vibratone or if they use it like on a a, a synth board. Oh, or I'm sure. Yeah, you know. it's probably not not the, the actual the instrument. actual. It's probably a sample of something. But I feel like it was like Kendrick Lamar had it on on a, a, yeah. a song, and then I feel like. Uh, 
was 24 karat gold. Who's that? Bruno That's Mars. Bruno Mars, yeah. Yeah, I feel like Bruno Mars had it on one of those songs, too. Yeah, because it definitely does. I mean, it sonically tries to put you in that, like, oh, something's a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. it just calls it right out. It's like, yeah, it is, it is but it's cool. <laughs> it is literally like a slide whistle. Yeah. <laughs> like, it is. Yeah. <laughs> It doesn't have no like, mistaking. No, it's it's, a, it's like there's a clown just entered the room or something that's happened. What, that's what I pulled up a picture. Oh, of it there. looks really weird. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it but, looks like you could make one yourself or, out of like an old cookie tray and a coat hanger. Yep. Right. I mean, I'm sure it takes a lot more than that, but still. All right, Ben has ordered. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, flexitone maybe is what it's called. You get the idea though. Yeah. yeah. Flexitone. Yeah. Okay. Buy one today. Buy <laughs> one today. Sponsored by Flexitone. <laughs> uh, do you want to uh, talk any bit about the original Rolling Stone review? <laughs> oh, I I don't have it in front of me. Do you? Yeah, they weren't kind to it. <laughs> uh, they said it, they were uninterested. It was lyrically thin funk songs bookended by ex- exceptional title track and mindless closer of Wars of Armageddon. He basically said, I don't need this shit. Uh, but Robert Kreisgau was uh, more enthusiastic. Yeah, he even he, he called out Wars of Armageddon. Uh, yeah. He said, uh, Funkadelic's most incendiary freakout ever. Yep. I mean, I don't like, know what their previous freakouts were, but this one is it, on fire. It checks out. Yeah. yeah. I also like uh, uh, critic Greg Tate uh, referred to the, the title track Maggot Brain as Funkadelic's Love Supreme. I could see that. Ooh. Yeah. Absolutely. So I mean, that's it's, cool. It's a big, stark opener that kind of grabs your attention by being so just out there. Yeah. Just making you pay attention to it. What track are we listening to right now? Wars of Armageddon, I believe. This is it. Yeah, it starts out like with a pretty solid like, funky Oh, it's going to be a funky song. And then a baby then a, cries. <laughs> One of these tracks and shit, I haven't been paying too much attention. Like, the... Um, I, I get Love Supreme, but I was getting a lot more of uh, In a Silent Way. Uh, one of them has just a straight up, like, like opening to In a Silent Way. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, a feel to it. I can see that. I think the, the Love Supreme reference was specifically attributed to the title track. Yeah, yeah. not 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 that. It, it actually may happen in this track, uh, Wars oh, of yeah. Armageddon. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of, it comes back down. Mm-hmm. This... It's a dynamic track that has like this funk, then it comes back down, then goes back up. It's sort of just all over the place. I thought it was cool too. I had read up on some of the songs, You and Your Folks being about uh, racism, uh, Wars of Armageddon being about Vietnam. Like it's, it's easy to get to kind of gloss over the sort of like social, uh, social issues and the things they were talking about. Um, well, maybe not in Wars of Armageddon, but uh, some of the other stuff, it's so, like, infectious. Like, the grooves are so infectious that you kind of just, it, you kind of forget about, like, the actual meaning. Sly does that to me, too, mm-hmm. where it's, like, getting so into the rhythm, then all of a sudden you'll hear, like, a line. Yeah. And you'll be like, oh, oh, right. This is yeah politically uh, minded. But cool a stuff. Spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down. <laughs> Funky. <laughs> I do like that they are they're in the sort of Zappa 
like era where like area where they're just like oh freak out yeah yeah seriously you people who pretend to play psychedelic music you are not psychedelic you are total squares and we're gonna show you how it's done fast and boldness yeah, yeah. You, you might eat acid but we compete yeah. <laughs> professional team yeah. all right what'd you guys think a plus you plus like plus yeah plus yeah uh, I will continue to listen to it. It's a really good record. Cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if there's anything I can add. Just, yeah, this is a great record. Huh? <laughs> there's a lot of things going on in Wars of Armageddon while we're making our reviews, so I apologize <laughs> for that giggle. There was just a cuckoo, cuckoo clock, clock, which, you know, was necessary. Now there's some cats meowing. Um, I think, or maybe it's an airport announcement. Yeah, I'm definitely going to give it a positive. Uh, it, it ticks all the boxes, and I can only imagine that I'll enjoy it more with future listens. Yeah, I would say, I mean, this is, I feel like this is a, it doesn't seem like it, but I feel like it's a very important album, just in terms of, like, taking the sly stuff and now, like, bringing in the the real, like, funk. I yeah, think it seems like, like it. Like, uh, I think this absolutely seems like an incredibly important. I don't album. know with uh, with how just out there it is. It, it's That's almost maybe c- helps contribute to the importance of it. It's true. Yeah. yeah. Open the door, man. Yeah. Open your mind. Have an a- have a have an acid. acid-y acid-y <laughs> you dink squares. <laughs> you dinks. Uh, yeah. Plus for me, um, and um, I'm. I would assume that there's no way we're not not going to get a One Nation Under Groove, uh, will. which is their other and people have said like pretty much their like the pinnacle of what they were doing. So well, I look forward to listening to that later yeah, on that's in the seventies. That'll be awesome. All right, next time we'll be talking about Janis Joplin, Pearl. 